just had the business update and it's a Wednesday, so you know it's time for the glass ceiling. Who should be responsible for child care? We're coming back to this topic after a break. A few weeks ago, we moved our conversation from household chores in general to taking care of the children in particular. Now, to be clear, I'm talking about feeding the children or planning their meals or hygiene, getting them ready for school, school runs, um, playing with them, stimulating their minds, doctor's appointments, helping them study, moral instruction, monitoring their habits and their behavior, all the work that goes into keeping a child alive and grooming them into a well-adjusted um, person. And I have two dads with me to talk about this today. Our first dad is also a project manager. His name is Oluwafemi Adebule. Welcome to Hard Facts, Oluwafemi. Put your mic on. Hey, hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Our second dad is also an architect and one of my favorite actors, Ibrahim Suleiman. Welcome to Glass Ceiling. Oh, hi, Sandra. Thank you for having me. Now you're making me blush. You, you, you can watch both of them on, uh, uh, like, they're very fine men like this. Like, I've just been blushing up and down. You can watch them. You can watch You can watch this interview. Watch this interview on Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3 and um, YouTube Nigeria Info FM. So I have to ask you both, first of all, um, how many kids do you have? What ages are your kids? I'll start with with you, Ibrahim, and then I'll come to Oluwafemi. Um, so, Linda and I have just the one um, at this point in time. His name is Keon, mm -hmm. and he is eight months, well, he's almost nine months old. Mm. So, yeah, an interesting stage of his development. Uh, Femi, how about you? How many kids and uh, what age or ages? Same. I have just one. Okay. And Burrito is just eight months old. Okay. Same thing. Oh, same thing. Every, oh, look at every that. Every single week. Look at that. Now, I have to ask you, Femi, Femi, I have to ask you, and I'm also going to ask you, um, Ibrahim the same question. When they first, when they first told you, Pekin, they come, what went through your mind? <laughs> what went through your mind? It, 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 it shocked you, fear catch you, or were you like, yeah, I can't wait, any, yeah. Any, 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 any guy that is shocked that, his wife or partner is pregnant. Uh, There's a problem. Because <laughs> you, you, you participated in that process. But for me, I wasn't I wasn't shocked because it was well planned. Uh -huh. We wanted it. We tried for it. We got it. Uh -huh. We were ready for it. So I was the one pushing for the like, let's do the pregnancy test now. I need to know if the, if, if we scored the goal, you know that kind of thing. So <laughs> I wasn't caught off guard at all. Okay, Ibrahim, how about you? Ibrahim, how about you? You shock you away like yes. Look, um, I think from when I was about twenty-eight, mm -hmm. I just always wanted I've I've been ready. I've been ready from like when I was twenty eight years old. Okay. So um Linda and I had this we had a conversation even before we got married about, mm -hmm. you know, kids and everything. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we wanted to do was take like a year, mm -hmm. you know, have mm -hmm. a little fun, mm -hmm. you know, and then start trying. Mm -hmm. Um so the year was almost up. And then one day, I'm um, getting ready for work, and she just comes into the bathroom, and she just gives me the stick. Mm -hmm. I, I look, I don't, I, you know, you know how you're so excited, you jump on the other person. Oh God! 
So Linda is strong. Linda is strong. Like like I jumped on her and she didn't fall over. So yeah, that's, that's, that was my you, reaction. Did you actually jump on her? You to go on her? This guy. What were some of the biggest shocks or surprises about having kids for you? I'll start with Ibrahim and then I'll come to Femi. Uh, were there things that were more stressful than you imagined? Um, I think watching I think watching Linda go through the things that new mothers go through, mm-hmm. you know, the first, you know, six to eight weeks. I think watching her go through all of that, it was probably the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. It, it was probably the most shocking um, of, the, of the experience so far. The fact that there are things that she was going through that only she could go through, mm-hmm. you know, and all I could do was just be present. Mm-hmm. And it was just hard because, you know... You will want to be able to do something, but there's some things that as a man, you just, it's just totally out of your, like, it's not within your. You just be saying, hey, yeah, sorry, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> okay, network is doing him dirty there. So let me come to Femi with that uh, question as well. Were there things that were more stressful than you imagined? Um, Yeah. You know, like no matter how much. Oh, but you understand, you rub back. Being around, yeah, being around like pregnant people, like I've had sis, my sister, you know, had kids. I've seen friends have kids, but you know, when it's your own wife, your own kid on the way, mm. it's it's it takes on a different dimension. And then having that kind of close, you know, um, like proximity to seeing the changes every day, waking up to seeing her being tired like the, the fatigue is something that i just could not you, you hear oh, you know people get tired when they're when the baby's really forming and all that but mm. you don't understand she couldn't do anything she was just like she really she literally became the baby of the house so mm-hmm. like everyone because you know like everybody was just geared towards making sure she was okay she wouldn't step out of the room for days she mm. just like i'll come back from work in the evening and i'll see plates of breakfast lunch dinner brunch whatever it is she had to just start because mm. Everyone was just trying to, you know, make sure that she was okay. But that's the one thing that actually shocked me, just how much changes she went through. You know, she, she goes to sleep one night, you wake up the next day, the nose is times two, the feet is times two, literally overnight. And you're there, you know, trying to document these changes and you're just like, you know, after this one baby, I'm done. And I, I literally cannot... Go through this again. Ah, (laughs) Ibrahim is saying yes. (laughs) Ibrahim, you can relate, huh? Big time. Big time. (laughs) Okay. Uh You were saying, go ahead. No, because, you know, um, I mean, your wife is most of the time, she's basically your first child. You understand? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is is Network Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. uh Huh? Good. Well, just keep going. If it goes bad, we'll, we'll, we'll dump you. So your wife is... So okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, all of that, when the baby finally arrived, they're just like, you know what, it's okay. It's okay. Let's let's leave it here like this. We'll just... This one that we have, let's just thank God and, and hold on to him and do the best that we can. Because the thought of putting her through that again uh-huh. is traumatizing. Uh-huh. So sometimes, too, when she jokingly says, ooh, I think I'm ready. Baby, <laughs> I'm like, bro, don't come near me. Leave me alone. If Kemi ever comes to me now and says, hey, I want to do it again, I will leave her. This is my baby. I'll leave them here. <laughs> 
I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, nah. all right, okay, okay. So I, I have to ask you both. I really do. This child care matter, because you know, you're both dads, your kids are both what, um, nine months old. So they'll be in, in, in like university together as bros. Um but, yeah. but but how do you see it? Who whose job is it in your home? I'll start with uh, Femi and then I'll come to Ibrahim. <laughs> The simple answer to that question is the people that came together to create that baby are responsible for taking care of that baby. Hmm. Any other answer for me is just you're just you're a wicked person, right? <laughs> Whether or not you think it's solely the dad, you're a wicked person. If you think it's solely the mom, you're a wicked person because honestly speaking, not one person can handle a child. Hmm. I'm telling you the truth. That people have done it doesn't make it right. That people have, that it has been that way for ages, doesn't make it right. I know how tired, when even it's myself and my wife, I know how, because I gave it to a pandemic baby, right? He also gave it to a pandemic baby. <laughs> but I'm sure Ibrahim, Ibrahim is still in Nigeria, so he probably still has family, grandparents around. Mm. Exactly. I moved to a new country exactly. two, three months before my daughter was born. Mm. She literally has not met anybody. Mm. So from day one to today, it's just me, Kemi, and the baby inside this house. Mm. Like, nothing else. Mm. And I've seen how much it takes to get a baby from when they wake up in the morning to bedtime. I know how much energy she zaps from two people. There is no way one person does that and that person is okay. Exactly. Exactly. Ibrahim, absolutely Ibr- no. So, Ibrahim, this is, this is the same for you as well? Two people? So, No. As, as Femi said, you know, they, they left the country uh, because I spoke to Kemi a few weeks before you guys left. And so so I knew when they left. So the fact that they had the baby whilst in a new country, no access to family and extended family and all of that, all of that. First of all, see, bro, Una, they try. <laughs> now I can understand why, you know, like, I was going to say, ah, Femi, you don't comb your hair. Like, and then I'm like, okay, it makes sense. That people put to comb his hair. Which hair? Which hair? Which hair? What is the hair? I, I changed this shirt at 10.59. One minute before I jumped on this call. Because if I wore the shirt, I, if people saw the shirt that I was wearing earlier, they would say Femi is mad. There's milk, there's milk map on the shirt. I don't change it 24. I don't care because what is the point of changing it? You give me milk map in the afternoon. I, I just told Kemi, I said, Kemi, let me not jump on video with Sandra. How many thousand people watching the not say, see this boy looking, ah, which hair? Which hair? Maybe after this call, I'll go and come be here. Maybe. maybe. Uh-huh. Because the thing is, um, here we had, thankfully, um, grandma is, is, is a, was around that's uh, my mother-in-law mm-hmm. she was around and then one of my sister's-in-law um, was also around that's my the youngest one mm-hmm. um, and then after about four months or so mm-hmm. we got a nanny so these are the things that we can do here because it is easier to do all these things here mm. but even at that so there's myself Linda grandma Shidima and the nanny mm. that's five adults yeah take care of one child just one kid, there's just one Keanu <laughs> and I guarantee you that all of us at the end of the day everybody's like this <laughs> what about five out do you understand what I'm saying so <laughs> let me tell you how bad it is Sandra mm-hmm. right, let me tell you how bad it is some days uh-huh. I have plans came and I was like <laughs> on Sunday night 
when we put her to sleep, we are going to watch Line of Duty. Like, and my daughter, she, she's really nice. She goes to sleep at 7 p.m. and she doesn't wake up till 6 37 a.m. Mm-hmm. the next day. So, mm-hmm. we've done well because we I have read books on sleep training. Hey, God help me, I write my own book. Because <laughs> I knew I had no choice. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't continue that feeding three, four times a night. I couldn't. So Wait, I, you were feeding your baby you, three, four times a night? Ah, that's even the good days, though. Those are the good days. Though, no, but I've heard some men, I've had some men, and some of them have called into radio, you know, because we've had this conversation for weeks. And some of them have yeah. called into this show, and they've said to me, eh, there are things that women are more naturally inclined to do, and men cannot do it. So, when when so babies are at it... To pour hot water and cold water to get the right temperature to pour formula inside to shake it and put the baby's mouth is the woman. How? Like I said, anybody that says that is just wicked. No, hold on. Wait, hold on first. Hold on. Wait, hold on. But they also talk about, you know, maybe things like bathing the baby. And I'm curious what Ibrahim thinks here. Things like bathing the baby, um, that the baby is too tender. You know, women just know how to do it. Men can't handle it. Maybe men can come in when the babies are a bit older, you know. Instead of that that tender age, you can't really do much. They need that bonding with their mom. Ibrahim, why are you laughing? Okay. <laughs> wait now, calm down, wait. So, first of all, mm-hmm. um, I'll just like to say again, Femi, you're my hero. So let me just get that out of the way. Okay. Secondly, yeah, before before Kion was born, mm-hmm. um, I had never ever like I I, I I did a lot of babysitting when I was growing up, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I anybody who knows me will tell you that Ibro loves children. Like I am my inner child is very much alive. So when I see People that are like me, mm-hmm. I like to hang out with them. You get mm-hmm. so in my mind, babies are closer to where I am as a person mm-hmm. than adults. Mm-hmm. I enjoy their company, so mm-hmm. I enjoy toddlers, babies, but infants scare the crap out of me <laughs> because I don't feel like I would if I hold them, I'll leave fingerprints all over their bodies, like I would break something or crush something. Mm-hmm. So before we had Kion, I'd never carried a, a, a newborn in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So the day he was born, I came, you know, I was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I lost Ibrahim again. I'm going to give him a few seconds to come back on. Hopefully it works. Lagos, if you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's 20 minutes past four. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and I've got two dads on the call with me today. And we're talking about who should be responsible for childcare. And they are telling me about their own lives. They're sharing their own personal experiences. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Uh, Are we good? Okay, you're back now. Go ahead. You you broke off uh, when okay. you were afraid okay. to carry babies and then you had Kyo. Okay. Yeah, so I eventually picked him up and then I just realized that it's it's actually not the end of the world. Like, it is, it's supposed to be natural. Now, when it comes to bathing the baby, yeah, Um. so luckily there's grandma. Mm-hmm. And then now the grandma has moved back to her boyfriend. That's <laughs> my father-in-law. <laughs> we now have... We now have, we now have, you know, Linda and the nanny. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, they 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 give him his bath. Mm-hmm. But I am almost always, whenever I can make it in time for bath time at night, I drive home like a madman just so that I can be there, mm-hmm. so that I can you know pass this or pass that or you know play with him to distract him when he wash his 
uh, my deal is I that when he gets to the point where I can just carry him by myself, take him to the bathroom and give him a shower in the bathtub, I'm looking forward to it because we will play with water. <laughs> but now, we're not there yet. So I'm just like, you know, the little ways that I can help by entertaining him or distracting him, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be there. Mm. But then I'm not the I'm not one of those dads who knows how to to bathe the baby, handle the yeah. Now, Femi, yeah. are you one of those dads who knows how to bathe the baby? Yes, I do. Now, I'll be honest, I don't do it all the time because Kemi's like she does it better than me, and I'm like, you know what? I, I've seen how you bath her. I've seen how I bath her. I wouldn't argue with that. She's better, but I do it whenever I have to. I actually did. I actually did Burrito's first bath. Like when we got home from the hospital, you know that, oh, your daughter is home. You need to do it. I did it myself. I've got pictures. Oh. <laughs> right? But I did it. And I, and because that's, you know, Kemi was just not, she was just out of it. You mm. know, when you just have a baby, you know how it is. And for the first few days, I did it. And then she slowly got into it. And now she doesn't even allow me. She's like, don't. That's the one thing she does because I handle bedtime. Mm. Like, if I take her to the room, she's asleep in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mm. But if Kemi takes her to the room, she spends like 40 minutes fighting. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm better at bath. You're better at bedtime. So we just handle that evening routine mm. together. Because we only bath once a day. Don't let anybody fool you. We only bath this girl in the evening. Like, handle me. This life is too short, you know? So the moment when she wakes up, you clean, you, you clean the diaper area, you clean the face, they play for the whole day because there's no point. She's inside the house or at daycare, she's not doing anything, right? Yeah. But she has a full wash in the evening and my wife does that and immediately after that is bedtime, I handle that. So, you know, that balances her but whether or not I can, I can definitely bath her. Right, my let, wife does it better. Let, let me talk to Lagos before we have to take a break and the break we're taking is a really long one. So let me, let me, let me talk to Lagos just very quickly and then jump on that break. Calling with your questions, calling with your comments uh, for Olua Femi Adebule and uh, Ibrahim Suleiman. Why shouldn't fathers and mothers have equal childcare responsibility? So you have um, Ibrahim saying that when it's bath time in his house, his wife does the bathing and he He's there distracting the baby, making things fun. And you heard Femi say, well, uh, my wife prefers to bathe the girl. So she bathes our baby girl and I handle bedtime because I'm a, I'm a better um, sleep whisperer. Right. So there's there's equality there. They're, they're sharing the responsibility equally. I'm wondering if you're listening to this and you're like, what kind of what has the world become? Why has the world turned on its head? Why can't we allow things to be the way the Bible made it to be? Because I remember a conversation I had with Frank, you know, Joe, who told me that women can carry three children. Children at the same time and cross the road, but men can't do it, you know? Izuchuku is in Badore. Izuchuku, good to have you on the show. Welcome. Ah, Sandra, good evening. Welcome. Yeah, you know, this, they are saying exactly my same story. My baby is almost nine months now. Everything was just almost at the same pace. Okay. And, and I'm working from home. So I'm practically taking care of all the little ones. So the baby goes out to the mom now. But this one feeding me, ah, no. <laughs> my baby at least talk we have to use both at that age and soccer because it wasn't that easy for passing the baby I think I do it during the weekend for cutting the baby I do it as a lot okay the baby will play okay yeah. 
Thank you. All right, Isa Jukul, thank you very much for calling. Who do you think should be responsible for childcare? Our number is 0700-993-993-993. The number for women, 01465-7190. I don't think I can take any more calls because um, we've got about 50 seconds before the break. And if I take a call, that call is going to run long. But yes, save the number and share your thoughts via WhatsApp because after the break, we'll come straight back to your phone call. And of course, we'll keep talking uh, with Femi and um, with Ibrahim. Femi says that anyone who says that childcare is the sole responsibility of the mother is a wicked person. Uh, but there's also another dimension of this conversation. And I, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll um, touch on it a bit after the break, where people tell you, oh, so you mean I should go to work and stress and make all the money and still come back and also, you know, offer childcare for my child. And which is why uh, the people I brought on the show today are also working dads so that um, they can tell you how they are doing it. Perhaps you learn a thing or, or two from them. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, Lagos. Don't go away. This, this is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. Hard facts. On today's glass ceiling, we're talking about child care. Who should be responsible for child care? Ah, I'm talking about feeding the children, planning their meals, their hygiene, getting them ready for school, doing school runs, helping them study, doctor's appointments, moral instruction, playing with them, stimulating their minds, monitoring their habits and their behavior. All that work that goes into keeping a child alive, grooming them into a well-adjusted person. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili, your host. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria info we are the nation's number one talk station and um, every wednesday we bring you um uh, conversations on the glass ceiling that um, take a look at the different obstacles uh, in the way of women you know they are invisible most of the time because they're not often talked about these days we talk about them more and more and one of such obstacles is child care more often than not it's left to the woman to handle and that's why we're having this conversation today i want to know who you think should be primarily responsible for child care i've got a message here uh, that I would like my guests to talk about. My guests are fathers uh, who are also uh, professional uh, uh, working men. So my first guest is a project manager. Um, his name is Olua Femi Adebule. And my second guest is an architect who is also an actor, Ibrahim Suleiman. Now, I'm going to need them to take a, a, a listen to this question and then I, I'm curious what their, what, what their answer will be. We cannot pretend that men can care for babies as much as women as well as women especially when the baby is still less than one year if men will do it well god would have provided them with breasts to feed the babies i help my wife but there are things god meant for women should we also share the role of carrying pregnancy uzoma maxwell sent that message ibrahim suleiman let me start with you and then i'll come to femi Um, <laughs> so, um, here's, here's, here's what I think. First of all, there's more to childcare than there's a lot more to it than breastfeeding. Secondly, there is something called expressing. You understand? So you can express, you know, and then bottle, store it in the fridge, and then all it takes is just put it and bring it out 
warm it up a little, put it in a bottle and feed your child. It's, it's, it, it blows my mind when I hear men saying that, oh, you know, if the I mean, if men could breast, if men could were supposed to breastfeed, they would have grown boobs. Okay, some of us have bigger boobs, say, <laughs> because we're fat and ungainly. But that not, that doesn't stop us from being responsible for the people that we co-created with our spouses. It 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 it. I find it. I find it very reductive. Ah, Ibrahim's network yeah. really doesn't and like us. So you find it very reductionist? Is that what you were saying? You know, it's, it's just a very big excuse. Be present. Um, so, yes. So, I, I, that's what I think. And I, I feel like... Ibrahim, uh-huh. we'll, we'll come back to you. Your network isn't very great. Femi, I want to hear your answer to that uh, post we got on Facebook. Um... Pretty much almost <clears throat> in line with what you know Ibrahim was saying. Sorry. <clears throat> is yeah. So like why is it that whenever we discuss childcare, it always just boils down to feed the child, feed the child, feed the child. The man cannot feed the child, you have breast and all that. But mm. it, it almost shows that, you know, they're not participatory in understanding you know the total needs of a child and you know how to take care of a child because if you are involved in it and you take part in it you understand that feeding a child is five percent of it is really five percent of it you know maybe because all these things are fresh when is it when you have a newborn you're you're literally teaching them how to live you're literally teaching them about life you know I was shocked when I was told you have to teach your child how to sleep. Hmm. And, you know, you, you just assume, they tell you, oh, baby sleep 18 hours a day and you just think the child will just close eye and sleep. I don't know if you, Brian, if you put a child down after five minutes, they get up. You literally have to teach them how to, it's called self-soothing. It's, it, it, I mean, did, it, did the mother learn that while she was pregnant? Like, did it become, did it transmit from the pasta to her brain how to teach a child to self-soothing? No! You read online. You Google. Yeah. Oh, your child has to start to learn to to spend time on her tummy. It's called tummy time. That's how they yeah. build their neck muscles. They That's build their yeah. stomach muscles. That's how they start to crawl. Yeah. Is the mother going to also be automatically infused with that knowledge just because she carried baby? No. So when you say childcare, I'm like, there's so much to childcare. You're literally teaching somebody how to live. Like I started reading to my daughter at like four and a half, five months. Hmm. She doesn't like it because she slaps the book away. But I continue <laughs> doing it and, you know, nowadays she she's becoming engrossed. Now she can sit down and watch Coco Melon for a few minutes. During, during those times when she's not feeding, she's not needing anybody to really, really be there with her. I'm like, can we go and sleep? Go and take a nap. Because <laughs> sometimes I think people still don't understand that this woman literally just carried me for nine months. I don't know if... Linda's situation is the same, but Kemi is still dealing with effects of pregnancy eight months after. Yeah. She's yeah. not over, yeah. like she's not out of yeah. it. I mean, you it's see how she's bubbling and all that, but it's still rough for her. So it's she rough. knows any yeah. time I can. I'm working right now. If I if, if I show you my calendar, there are times I just block it out red. And my entire office knows that if you see red on Femi's calendar, 
do not book any meeting, do not drag him into any calls because he's taking time, taking care of his child. They just know, my boss knows, people on my team know that I just, during the day between two and four, I try not to take meetings because that is my daughter's nap time. Mm. And so if Kemi decides she wants to watch YouTube, she's watching one little black book or something, whatever it is she wants to do in that period, is not my business. Hmm. I'll put my daughter to bed and I'll do that. So, so, you know, so, when, so when I'm curious. I just say food uh, kisses me off. It's so much more. That, that food. I, I'm curious about something, and I do hope that uh, Ibrahim's um, network allows him to answer this for me. As girls growing up, they sort of, sort of prepare you for childcare. They make you take care of your younger siblings, right? Your mother is always talking to you about taking care of your own children. They kind of, you know, they kind of drum that expectation into yeah, yeah. our heads as girls. So yeah, I wonder yeah, yeah. if boys yeah. go through the same thing. When you were kids, were you being prepared to be active fathers? Ibrahim, please wow. let your network <laughs> behave. <laughs> okay, so, so to be to be to be honest, I, I find my my upbringing to be a little different from most people. Okay. Because my mom, my friends, my dad basically, you know, picked up and left when I was about six years old. So we raised by my mother. Okay. So I watched one person lay the role of two people. And, you know, so she, I think subconsciously, she decided that she didn't want her kids to be un, unable if they found themselves in that situation as well. Mm. I don't know if it was a conscious that she made mm -hmm. but my mother raised us to do dishes mm -hmm. because there's two boys and my sister so mm -hmm. myself and my brother I knew that his network would not allow us to shine <laughs> we need to allow him registration because this, this is not this is not working <laughs> okay let me come to Femi then Great, great, great. Sorry, great. Femi. Just... Sorry, sorry, Ibrahim. Femi, let me come to you with that same Thanks. question. Were you Bike raised like that? <laughs> we can't even buy. They blocked SIM card. We, we can't even buy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> My dear. Yeah, so I'll say, um, I wouldn't say I wasn't like, I wouldn't say there was a deliberate effort to prepare you, like prepare me for fatherhood, right? But I had a very involved that, you know. Like, you know, and my, my dad and my mom, you know, they they had their flaws, you know, so let me not come and make it look like I'm, you know, they, but they were very, they, they took particular interest in the four of us, right? Mm. You know, like for me in school, it was it was rare to see my mom in school for open days. Mm. It was always, my, my dad was a, this your book, or this book, or you will know it. Mm. Like my dad, would, he was very busy. He's a surgeon. He was very busy, but from the beginning of term, he had this book on his chair by the side. He would just mark it there. Tremis open day, Sean's open day. He will not miss it. Like he, I think he missed a few ones when he was out of the country. So I had a dad that was, I saw what he was interested in and he made sure he put all his effort into it. My dad would get home late and be so tired from long days of, you know, standing and breaking people's bones. But mm. he would still review my assignment. He would say, let me bring your assignment, let me take a look. My mom was the one that was much more involved in making sure that you were well-rounded. You know, family, you need to learn how to like keep in touch with family. You need to know how to, you know, do certain things. Mm. Cooking. I I, used, I cook. And I, I realized that it was my mom that made me like cooking because 
she'll be like, I know that you you don't know how to do all these things, but oh yeah, wagi, carrot, come and cut green pepper, come and cut all that. Mm-hmm. You know how it starts from those little, little, little things. Mm-hmm. One day she's like, tell me today you're making fried rice. I'll be like, ah. And then I started making fried rice. I will never, if my, I think my sisters are listening, they can confirm, like I started making fried rice really early mm. at a very young age. And I got really, really good at it. And I, that took me into uni, I mean, in secondary school, I did food and nutrition. I was one of, I think I was, I got an award as the best cook in my school. Mm. Food and nutrition. Okay. Right? So, but things like that, I wouldn't say it was preparing me for fatherhood, but my, between my dad and my mom, they just made you not see gender in certain things. Mm. Right. You know, my dad will find there's some things that out of just pure the way society was set up will just fall to one person, right? Mm-hmm. But anything that they could try. Mm-hmm. Like if the cars were bad, my mom would never ask questions. She would just get downstairs, pick my dad's key and drive off. <laughs> because she didn't want to think about um, what was you know, what? mechanics. But she also did that because we lived inside the hospital where my dad walked. So she knew that the car wasn't really important because he could take a five-minute walk to his office, mm. right? But some other times she should be the one to call hey buy your please come my car is doing this or blah 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 so I wouldn't say they they focused on preparing us for childhood mm-hmm. but they gave me a foundation where I never saw gender in anything and from a very young age I knew that I was going to be a handsome that like mm-hmm. there's nothing I'm doing with Borito today that I'm not sure I never envisioned when I was a teenager this, mm-hmm. this is exactly the kind of thing I, I knew whoever I got married to was never going to be burdened with the child, like the child. Yeah. In fact, I, yeah. I was going to be the one. Like my brother yesterday, was, mm-hmm. he called me, and he's like, "Hey, do you realize that every time I video call you, she's always on your lap? Like, he he has never video called me, and she's just not unless she's sleeping. <laughs> like right now, she's asleep. Mm-hmm. I went now, mm-hmm. but if she's awake, nine out of ten times she's with me, unless I'm busy with work and I maybe I'm on a call and I can't handle her." pulling my beard and everything I'll just give it to Kenny mm. but if she's awake and I'm not doing anything 9 out of 10 times she's with I'm you taking care of her. Now, now from what she's both of you have told me you're very hands on dads I wonder if you have friends who are not the same way Ibrahim do you have friends who are not the same way when you're, you're nodding oh, if, you're, yeah. if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube you're seeing both of them nod when they see you with your kids doing all the stuff that traditionally dads don't do how do they react I have a story to tell about that if, if, uh, I'll come back story. to you Femi we have just three minutes I, I don't know where the show goes oh, but you know the show's Ibrahim, over Ibrahim Ibrahim, 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 Ibrahim Ibrahim talk to me how do your friends react well, I'll get that story okay so basically <laughs> uh-huh. you know, a lot of the time my friends it starts off with teasing they will tease you mm-hmm. all my friends they will tease your soul but then, actually, those of them that are now new dads as well, they start to call you or send you messages when they have, you know, challenges. Mm. They're like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Oh. So I feel like in our own small way, within our small circles, if we all try and stand firm, mm-hmm. we can help Change know, the rest dads. of the guys. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just play your part. Small. Femi, let me hear your, your Femi, story. Femi, I'll three. <laughs> yes. Like, a few weeks ago, I called my cousin. Uh-huh. Right, and then that's the first time I was video calling him in like two or three years. So he hasn't seen me. He's like, "Yeah, where's the bit?" And I literally turn my camera, and I'm wiping poop and changing diaper. Oh! And he's like, "Ah!" He's like, "Femi, you're changing diaper." He has a seven-year-old. Hmm. He's like, his wife cannot even see me because his wife would be asking where my wife is because he never changed the diaper. Wow! <laughs> this was 
over Christmas. So this is not like this was December over Christmas. And I, I mean, he's older than me, and I just laughed it off like, hey, no, Allah, Joe, you know, because I mean, what kind of conversation do I want to start up there? So it's Christmas. I was, it was a phone call, like, hey, Merry Christmas. We've not spoken in a while, but uh-huh. I, you know, that is the mentality of. Sorry to say, but there's a certain age cutoff where. Um, Ah, Ibrahim has just Femi's network. <laughs> Femi's network has been great until Ibrahim jazzed him. Okay. All right then. Well, uh, Ibrahim, uh, Femi was saying with in that uh, uh, part that um, he thinks there's an age group of Nigerian men where it gets more difficult to get them to be hands-on with their own um, um, children and with child care. But you see, this conversation is a gift that keeps on giving. Every time we talk about this, you keep calling, you keep messaging, and I know it's something that you want to talk about as many times as possible. So I will thank my guests, architect and project manager Femi and Ibrahim for joining us today and we'll continue this conversation next week. I'm Sandra Ezekwesile.